And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. I have a question for you, Doc Manson at Doc Manson, and I can't remember if I've asked it of you before, which when you hear the question will seem funnier. Are we middle-aged now? Uh, yes. Yes, we are middle-aged. DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I, I was getting up to shut the door as I always do before recording, and it just, I felt like I needed an extra bit of effort. Like, you get to that age where you have to make a sound when you get up. (laughs) I I heard the, "Ah," you were getting out of that chair, so. Now, to be fair, this chair should probably be higher than it is. I think I set it down a little bit as I make excuses for myself. Mm -hmm. Oh, much better. Oh, yes. Yes, far superior. Uh, how are you, Doc? I am tired, DC. It has been a heck of a week. First week uh, back uh, with classes going, yep. and it has been something. Yep. I returned to work on Monday. The students arrived yesterday. Um, I almost just named where you work. I mean, I'm going to refrain from doing that, <laughs> but uh, was... The university that you may or may not be affiliated with closed early due to the heat. Do they do that for you? <laughs> no, is, not at all. Is your office air conditioned? Sort of. Um, the My side of the building is hooked up to an HVAC system, but that HVAC system does not function. Therefore, they have gotten us little dinky window air conditioning units that that stick into our windows in these... Wait, wait, wait. Because if memory serves, and I know mine is a leaky sieve, don't you have minimal windowage to begin with? Yes, and one of them is filled (laughs) with an air conditioner. (laughs) And how effective is it? Um, I made them replace it like a year or two ago, so it's fairly effective, but it's a small one. And given that, like, the hallway also is not um, really temperature controlled, it basically, I have to put it down to the coldest temperature it will put out, and I just have to run it the entire time I'm there, and it's still fairly humid, you know what I mean? Because it just Do you just into the move your, is your desk literally right under it? Basically, yes. Yeah. Uh, we do not have, there is a hallway... That is air conditioned, but it is not the hallway which my classroom is in. Mm. So this morning, our our head custodian, who is a quite a bright guy, had a series of fans set up trying to blow the cold air up into our hallway, which was successful until about 8.15 when the students arrived. And then it was just like you walk into my classroom and it's like getting into a pool of water without the refreshing coolness of said pool. You're just wet right away. Yeah. It's gross. Um, we get the same thing. The lab rooms are climate controlled, but yeah, once you pack all that meat in there, um, yeah, that it's just, it's meat. a sweaty mess of humanity and they're all wrapped up in lab coats. So, you know, it's, it's not good. Now I understand. I have many questions here. Uh, 
I know that I didn't go to a lot of my college classes, which is truthfully one of my great shames, but I also don't remember ever walking into a lab and putting on a coat. Is that a new thing or is that only for specific labs? That's reserved for labs in which you might actually come into contact with, say, a hazardous chemical or a biological agent, Um, all of which is to say not a class that you ever would have taken. So Bio 102, I wouldn't have needed a lab coat. Correct. But the other introductory biology course, the one for people who science a little bit, um, they, they require lab coats. Hey. We science today. I told the kids to pick an object in the classroom and draw it. And we talked about the difference between scientific drawings and drawings just for fun. Mm, how that did that go? Do you feel like they learned something? They were paying a little more attention. They started to get the idea that they might want to, you know, actually try to get it. I, we, we didn't discuss scale necessarily, but someone did get a ruler out and measure their object and then measure how long big the sketch was going to be. So, you know, they, they, they were being a little more thoughtful, which really is all I ask. All yeah. I ask is for a little more thought. How, Can I how ask you a old question? are those students again? I'm sorry? How old are your students? Between seven and eight. Okay. All right. You were going to say? I have a question that is completely unrelated to any of this. So I'm going to just jot it down and we can come back to it. Um, When has that ever stopped us from just going on a tangent? Well, then, all right, I'll ask the question. Um, You often and not. I occasionally don't know that what I'm doing affects other people. So, for example, I will occasionally make noise and I don't register in my dumb brain, that it carries onto the microphone and that you might hear it. To it, I have a question. Okay. Have I ever broke wind on this show and you noticed? <laughs> um, no, not that I've noticed. Did Why, you, has did somebody see, written in? Did No, but I don't know if you've seen this, because now what this show is kind of devolved into is DC, that's me, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Um, DC kind of just talks, fills Doc in on the week in wrestling. And so something that has happened recently is Vampiro was doing a show and apparently farted so loudly that you can hear it on commentary. That's amazing. So I was like, I wonder if I've ever done that. <laughs> is and if I recall, Vampiro is one of your heroes, right? So why would Vampiro be a hero? You like vampire characters, like Gangrel, and uh, yes, but that doesn't make them a hero. No, okay. No. Well, though Vampiro is my hero, would be a good potential opening title for the show. <laughs> it just sounds good. I, but I, I was just like, you know, because again, I I don't. Being an only child, you kind of assume the world revolves around you and that what you do, you know, either matters a great deal or doesn't matter at all. So if that ever happens, please let me know, because I, I would ideally like to edit that out. But maybe. Oh, no, I would never tell you and I would amplify it. <laughs> OK, so, yeah, so uh, the students are back. The labs are happening. You're bebopping around now again. I apologize because I'm sure I've asked this. You don't run any labs yourself. You are just supervising those who do run the labs. Basically, yeah. Um, so I get them 
prepped to teach. I, I am in charge of the staff members who actually yeah. set up the equipment and make the solutions, and I ensure that all of that runs smoothly. And then I hold meetings with the actual, uh, say, lab instructors to inform them of what they're mm-hmm. going to be teaching to the students that week, and here's how you're going to do it. Here's the equipment, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Um, that said, so I also do running... walk through the labs, so I may yeah. interact with undergraduates to a small degree, but uh, not as their instructor necessarily. So you are essentially running labs for the lab instructors to then copy you later. That's that's the essence of it, yeah. Are you in charge of evaluating them in their performance? Like, yes, do you yes, have I am. to sit in to do you sit in on the labs and watch them teach? I don't very often. Um, we have a student evaluation system and in lieu of my writing evaluations instead this is precedent based off of my predecessor we have just provided an average tally of the student evaluations in lieu mm-hmm. of my own uh however we've moved to an electronic system within the last couple of semesters so they there will be nothing for us to tally since it's all electronic that'll happen by itself so either I'll not provide anything, or maybe I'll start writing a little something. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, that's good to know, because, you know, it's interesting. I never thought of the life of the TA until dating Mrs. Matthews, and she she dealt with um, TAs whose English was not there. You know, she taught English a little bit to some of them whose native language wasn't necessarily English. So... It's just interesting to get an insight into that. Um, how is Mrs. Manson adjusting to? She's the, fine. Now, now, I her mean, job doesn't necessarily change a huge amount. She also works in the university, but her job, as far as I know, doesn't change a huge amount between August uh, and September. Or am I incorrect there? It's funny because I would say, I would say her job is relatively unaffected by by the college students returning um, for the semester. However, her job is still cyclical, and actually it tends to revolve around uh, your schedule. So as high school students return and as teachers get back to work, uh, they tend to get busier due to what their office deals with. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it's it's been kind of crazy. The heat's really, you know, we did. This week, man. It's been the students. The students did get to go home early yesterday. We were told we had to remain because we could move to the air conditioned parts of the building and do work. But but hold on a second. If the students were already back, what work could you have to do in the absence of the? And again, this is just me not knowing anything about being a teacher. But I have to imagine. Like, okay, I know you have to make lesson plans and you have to, and there, well, <laughs> you should. Right. But, but again, for example, like that is probably already made since the students mm-hmm. are already back and you've already been mm-hmm. working with them. So, well, so yesterday was day one. So literally the first day of school. They went home early. So you had plans for day one. They left. Yes. Therefore, you still have those plans to complete. Again, I ask, what work did you have to do? So it was collaborating, you know, for example, um, 
you know, reading reports for students coming into the building, collaborating with teachers and paraprofessionals to talk about how we're going to handle these sorts of um, uh, chatting. So this is stuff that you would normally handle just as the semester goes on, but maybe this gives you a leg up having a little extra time to get it all out. Well, to, to be fair, while we, while we complained about it at the time, I did, you know, I did kind of write a lesson plan that is now that I've done day two, it took me through all of today and will get me through most of tomorrow. Just because at the beginning of the year, you're moving very slowly because everyone's kind of getting back into the swing of things. Um, Why do you write lesson plans? I write an outline. A lot of people will write full plans where they're like, I want to make sure I touch this, I touch this, I touch this. The more This is my 11th year teaching the same grade at the same school. That's why so, I'm asking. So like, for me, what could you possibly have to lay out? Any can't you just take the one from last year and and blow the dust off of it and say these are my plans? Sure, if I had some sort of organized system of doing it, I probably on my Google Drive have day two plans from the last six years. Do I go back and look at them? No, I just rewrite them. So wow, that's just, again. This is. Do you have a I know you just said you do an outline, but do you have a lesson plan for every single day of the because like in my mind, I would have like I would probably do like a week like here's this week. These are what I want the topics I want to touch on this week. So I do that. I do kind of what I call what is called a week at a glance writing. Boom. Reading. Boom. Math. Boom. This is what we're covering. And then every morning, because my schedule impacts the schedules of multiple other people in the building, I basically say, 8.30, kids walk in the door, they're doing this. Boom, I do this, boom, I do this, boom, I do this. So it's basically just saying, at this time. So if you, want, if you need to come in and grab a student for a test or grab a student for a, a counseling session or something... I'm glad that you specified you're grabbing the student for a test or a counseling session because if we were just grabbing students left and right, uh, oh boy. So that way you can look at that schedule and say, okay, Mr. Matthews is teaching this at that time. So I probably shouldn't grab him there. I'll grab him a few hours later. Yeah, you definitely don't want to grab him there. <laughs> stop it. Will you stop? <laughs> um. So, yeah, so it's it's a very outline-based. And, again, I'm working with two new teachers who are doing more full plans. I'm just – this is what we're doing. And I it always says at the top, draft, because, like, today, that science lesson that I was talking about, drawing, was not in my plans. We watched a science video, and in that video, it talked about that. And I thought, what a great activity for the end of the day. Scrapped what I was planning on doing and did that instead. That's interesting. That's I find I find that to be, you know, rewarding. Being able to think on your feet, adapt, sort of a little bit of improv in your daily routine. That's exactly it. I find that because I have some experience with improvising, it does make it like all of these ideas of things we've been doing float around in my head, and I just kind of, if I can connect the dots, I will scrap whatever I planned to go in that direction. That's that's interesting. All right. You've convinced me. Maybe you're not the horrible teacher after all. Why, thank you. Maybe. I appreciate that. Maybe. 
I mean, the other day when you when you said on the air that you did not set anything up in your classroom, not the students' <laughs> names, nothing to welcome them at all. I have to admit, at that point, I was starting to wonder if if perhaps you were in fact a terrible I, teacher. I do get I do get looks because the day before school starts, parents and kids come in for kind of an orientation sort of thing, and they walk into my classroom with the barren walls because the bulletin boards aren't put up yet. No name place. The kids are the the parents are like so where is my child going to sit? And I say, wherever they want. And they kind of look at me like, what do you mean? And I say, I don't, I don't have specific seats for specific kids unless they prove to me that they need it. Otherwise I trust them to make a good decision about where they sit. And they're like, Oh, and there's that hesitation of, okay, that's either a good idea or you're terrible. And (laughs) you hope that by the end of the year, they're like, Oh, it was a good idea. One can hope. Let me ask you this question as we transition into some actual wrestling conversation. Will we look back and say that All In was a good idea? Now, I'm really excited because All In is this weekend. I have the matches right here, and I'm not going to ask you to tell me what they are. I'm going to tell you what they are. Oh, that's and a I fun wanna change. Know, and I want to know how many times I hear Doc Manson say... I don't know who that is. Okay. Um, so, but let's let's talk overall. So, Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, they've kind of they're kind of trying to do this on their feet. This is supposed to be kind of an independent thing. They booked it all themselves. They found the talent themselves. Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Is this the start of something new? Is this a flash in the pan? What do you think? Oh, I mean, I think it's a well, it, that's a difficult question. It's a flash in the pan. Which is to say, this all-in thing is a one-time thing. Nobody's being signed to long-term contract deals. It's not a company. It's not an ongoing thing. That said, this proves that this type of show is possible. Um, you know, being being started by just... Well, let's face it. All these people who are all-in throwing this uh, event, at this point, they're all independently wealthy, having made money through the entertainment business. Um, so while, yes, certainly we could start having more shows like this, unless they actually start a company, you can't just keep putting all your own money into these type of events. You know what I mean? Mm. So sooner or later, if they're going to continue with this, they just become another ring of honor or or Mm -hmm. something. You know what I mean? And that's not to say they couldn't do that. I'm not saying they wouldn't be successful. Um, You could be the ring of honor. You could become impact wrestling, but hell that, you know, if they got the right people in the right place at the right time, they could become the next WWE, a worldwide phenomenon. I'm not doubting that. It's just, is it really that different from what's currently going on? I don't think so. You couldn't just get three wrestlers from, from Milwaukee together, uh, and just put on a big wrestling show and get talent from all over the world. It's who they know. It's how much money they have. It's the connections they've made. So ultimately, I I don't really feel like it's that different. No, I agree. I think what's nice about this is that it's not. It wasn't started by Jeff Jarrett. Didn't say, "Hey, I'm going to create a wrestling federation." It was act. It was guys who were active wrestlers and potentially in their prime. Whether or not. Cody Rhodes is in his prime now, or if his prime wound up being Stardust, is something that we're going to have to figure out as time goes on. But this seems to be something that was created by the guys, quote unquote. Well, um, well, 
quick, well, a quick question for you then. Why yeah. why doesn't Jeff Jarrett count? He's the, it's the same thing. He was one of the guys. He started it up. TNA was. I would give him credit for TNA because he was still wrestling in TNA, and so I think he and his dad yeah. wound up creating that. Um, so I would give him credit for that. But you can't call, you know, if Global Force had been successful, that wasn't it. By then he was just. If so what Triple you're H saying off, is all in is like, it's like TNA if they had less ambition. I think this could start being, they've decided to do an event. Where right. they go from here will determine what happens. Maybe all in becomes a promotion. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, that's certainly possible. I think it could happen. But that's why, again, I just don't think it's that different because while this event is different, if it continues, it's going to become a company. So, yeah. I We will see. We will see. All right. So there are 10 matches. I think you're actually going to do pretty well on this. I saw uh, a picture uh, today from All In. Uh, people are at Starcade or something. I, I don't even know really what that is. But I saw a picture of what I presume are wrestlers posing in front of some cardboard cutouts. And I, I, I know that it's probably somebody really famous and I'm supposed to know who it is because I'm pretty sure two of the fellows uh, were Generation Me. One of them was, was, was that um, Kenny Okada fellow. And then on the far side there, I'm pretty sure it was kind of like, like Heath Slater, but he just had maybe been on a he'd been binge eating for a little while he put on a good 30 pounds i'm not really sure who that was i'm pretty sure it's not Heath slater but if you told me it was i'd believe you well now i need to know <laughs> because i'm like i don't know who i believe that it was on be. the starcade twitter page so if you look up their twitter Starcast page you'll probably what's that starcast i believe it is like just oh it is yeah. kind of a convention podcast festival Sort of thing. So let me see here. Is it them posing in front of the... Co oh, you're talking... Okay. Kenny Omega is not in this picture. <laughs> no, that's not Okada there in the middle... Uh, in the, on, the, the, on, the, on the... Okay, so the two on the right, that's... Yeah. That, that's Generation Me. Those are the Young Bucks, correct. Generation Me. That's what they were in TNA, yeah. So you can call okay, them Generation Me if you That's how like. I know them. So who's that guy? If that's, if that's not Kenny Okada, then who is that? In the middle or on the left? The middle left. So going right to left, you've got the Young Bucks. And the guy, yeah, the fellow the, next to them. That would be Hangman Page. Huh. Uh, who's that? He's a member of the Bullet Club. And his claim to fame, at least as far as I'm concerned, is he looks remarkably like the guy from Arrow. And then to the left of him is Marty Skrull, the villain, who you probably heard of, but you might not know what he looks like. That okay? That's I it, look. Doesn't that not look like Heath Slater just gained some weight? Again, the guy on the left or the guy in no? You thought the guy in the middle was Kenny Omega. You say Okada. I uh -huh. don't know why he doesn't have shoes on. Um, I guess you could. There's there's kind of a Heath Slater's Squint, a redhead. Squint though. a little. Heath Slater's a redhead though. That's. I can't tell what color his hair is in this picture. There's like this, there's this glare on the top of his head. The lighting is bad. There's a lot of daylight coming in from outside. It's overexposed from the back. I, I can't tell what color yeah, that hair. No, is. that's Marty Scroll. Oh. All right. Okay. 
So, we've established your level of knowledge of this, so this <laughs> should be fun. Uh, they're actually going to have a pre-show. Uh, the first match of the pre-show is the Briscoe Brothers. Hmm. I feel like I've heard that name before. They're Ring of Honor staples. Jay okay. and Mark Briscoe. So I'm going to give that a... I've heard of them. Against SoCal Uncensored, who is Frankie Kazarian. Okay, I know Frank Kazarian. And Scorpio Sky. Who is Scorpio Sky? I truthfully really don't know. Apparently he's been wrestling for a long time, but I was like, is it too cold Scorpio? But it's not. It's somebody else. That's sort of what I was wondering, like if it was one of those other Scorpio people with a new name. And the second match is, and I find this funny, they have announced an over-budget battle royal. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Featuring names such as, I'm not going to read them all, but such as Colt Cabana. He's that guy that uh, is really good friends with CM Punk still. Yep, they'll be friends forever. Brian Cage. Brian Cage, the machine. Luke Cage, got it. Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn. Sounds... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Smoking Guns. Yes, yes, Someone yes. who is, I believe is still in the top 50 of the list. That show that I texted you and said we should record, and I never heard back. Hey, in all fairness, Mitchell said he wasn't even... He hadn't listened in like three weeks, and then somebody else I was talking to said they stopped listening because the show just became an hour of listening to me say that I didn't know who somebody was. So I don't know. It sounds like the list isn't that popular anymore. Let's let's just let's uh, just put that thing to bed. Oh, stop it! The list is great. All right, all right. So the winner of that match, the winner of the over budget battle royal, will battle Jay Lethal. Ah, uh, yes, Black Machismo. Who is the Ring of Honor World Champion? I don't know if you knew that, but he is currently I the Ring of Honor World that. Champion. I've also heard some unfortunate things about him and one Taylor Hendricks. Don't want to come down on that issue because I don't know anything really about it. Yes, but I've heard I've heard some awkward things as well. All right, moving on. I will to- say I've always enjoyed Taylor Hendricks as a performer. I, I, she was on uh, TNA at one time. Obviously, Jay Lethal was as well, but she did like their version of Tough Enough. I forget what that was called. Um, I don't I've always, I've always thought she was a decent performer. All right. So the main card, a six-man tag match. Bandito. Okay. Phoenix. Yes, Phoenix I have heard of. He is the brother of Pentagon. And Rey Mysterio. Hmm. Senior or junior? Junior. All right. Yep. Familiar. Taking on Generation Me. Yep. Very good. And Kota Ibushi. Wow. Do I know who everyone is in that match? Do you know who Bandito is? Oh. (laughs) No, I don't. You got five out of six, though, which is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, Hangman Page. Okay, so that's the guy who's not Kenny Okada. Yes, is taking on Joey Janela. I actually think I've heard that name. He's on Twitter all the time. Hmm. And he teams with Penelope Ford, and they call themselves Janelope. Okay, yeah, I know Penelope Ford. Okay, so yeah, maybe I've seen him there. Okay, Okay. yep. Christopher Daniels, the fallen angel. He's wonderful, isn't he? Is taking on Stephen Amell. That is the arrow guy. That is the arrow guy. Stephen Amell, if I recall, like, was really super excited to do something with Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania, and Cody was all, like, trying to sell it to management, and, like, famously, the story is, like, they just looked at him like, who is this guy? 
Well, he wrestled at SummerSlam. He teamed with Neville to take on like Wade Barrett and I think Sheamus. Yeah, if I recall, like he actually did some decent athletic maneuvers as yeah. well. He's a good athlete. Yeah. Speaking right, of which, cool. there's rumors that Neville will show up at All In because he is no longer under WWE contract. So how do I watch All In without? Well, never mind. I know the answer to the question. I'm gonna say without spending forty dollars on it, and I know what the answer to that question is, and I'm not gonna do it. So, hmm. oh well. Legally, you don't, unless you want to go to Chicago and scalp tickets. That would be a lot more than forty dollars. All right, we've got a four way. Women's match, Madison Man, Wayne. When, when is all in? I think it's Saturday or Sunday. Saturday? It is da, 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 September 1st. So, yes, Saturday. It'll air live on pay-per-view, Fight TV, Honor Club, and will later be on New Japan streaming service. Do you want to do this thing? Really? I would watch it. I don't know. Like, I don't want to spend the money, but at the same time, like, I was just thinking about, like, the question we started off on this. Well, yes, this would just become another company if they were successful. And but that doesn't change the fact that for this moment in time, this is a unique thing. It is a flash in the pan. It is potentially, you know, a moment in history. It might be worth seeing. Hmm. I'll have to consider. Apparently, by reading the Wikipedia page, the main event is going to be that six-man tag match I mentioned. With Rey the one Mysterio that I almost know who everyone is in. Yeah. Which, and we're going to keep going, because, uh, let's see, we've got, let's see, we covered that one. Um, Kenny Omega. Oh, no, we were talking about the Fatal 4-Way. Madison Rain, you know who that is. Yep. Britt Baker. I don't know that one. The girlfriend slash wife of Adam Cole. Okay, not ringing a bell, but okay. Chelsea Green. Oh, yeah, like Chelsea Green. And Tessa Blanchard. That should be good. Kenny Omega will take on Pentagon Jr. That should be good. I love Pentagon Jr. Okada, not to be confused with Kenny Omega. Wait, but who's Kenny Okada, then? There's no such thing. But we don't know that. I mean, you just said Okada. Is his first name Kenny? No, his first name is Kazuchika. That's close to Kenny. <laughs> it is. They are both KO. Yeah. They are see? both KO. That's why uh, I'm so confused. Okada will be taking on the villain, Marty Skrull, who's the guy who looks like he's Slater. Wait a minute. Which one of those guys? I think it was Kenny Okada. Didn't, is he the guy who did the, um, the Green Hornet um, yes. thing in TNA? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And what I thought the main event match he's was going to be was Cody Rhodes taking on Nick Aldis. And you know who that is. Even oh, yeah, it's, it's Magnus. It is Magnus, correct. Yeah, Very yeah, good. I knew who that was. I didn't know that. And they, that is a match for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Magnus, I presume, is the current? He yeah. is indeed. Okay, cool. I got to say, you knew way more people than I expected you to. Yeah. I remember I, Nick Aldis because apparently, like, he had some sort of big backstage blow up with Christy Hemi at some point. And you know me, I know all about Christy mm -hmm. Hemi. So. Well, and apparently he's married to Mickey James. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, 
So yeah, so all in, we will we will have to talk because maybe we should do something. I'm even thinking like I don't even know if I want to watch it live because if you can get it through Fight TV and stuff, I'm like, well, maybe you can pay the money and just watch it like the next day during the daytime. Oh yeah, is it a night show? Like I don't even know. I would assume so. It doesn't say, at least on the Wikipedia page, what time. Hmm. <laughs> and apparently, hmm. if you type in "all in time" into Google, it takes you to a movie uh, called "All in Time," which makes I've never sense. Heard of. So let's see, "All in Time Wrestling." Let's 8 see. p.m. I'm scrolling around the Starcast site, and there's there's a photo of some sort of I don't know. It's like a black table. It's maybe a booth of some kind. It's got uh, uh, an extension cord on it. Yeah, and it, it seems and there's this plaque, a plaque that says Buffalo Wild Wings, and I suppose <laughs> it also says New Age Insiders Wrestling. That's kind of cool. It's very cool. I'm very excited for Jason and Liam and Bill and the crew all spending the weekend. They've already interviewed Bruce Pritchard. See, that's AKA awesome, folks. Brother if Love. you are listening to this show, I just want you to know that the DDT affiliates, the New Age Insiders are on location in Chicago, and you should probably check them out because you are going to get the first-hand exclusive looks at All In and all these Bruce Pritchardy-like guys coming in from the sides, okay? So go to the DDT affiliate New Age Insiders, tell them Doc sent you, and uh, enjoy the weekend. Eh? Eh? I, See what I did I, there? I, works for me. I mean, in they, fairness, if we are NAI so we affiliates, they are affiliated with us as well, right? That's how that works. That is. Affiliation works both ways, I That's believe. what I'm saying. Um, getting into WWE, which is where we spend a lot of our time, I'm trying to get this straight in my head. Uh-huh. In essentially two weeks and change, we get Hell in a Cell. Right, It's pretty close around the corner a couple weeks after that is the super showdown in australia and a couple of weeks after that is evolution so in fairness yes i think the saudi arabia show that they did uh has shown us that that australian super show is not really anything to be excited about i mean at most i think what we can hope for it is something on the level of Titus O'Neil face planting and sliding 500 feet underneath the ring. Like that's really all we can hope for from an event like the Australian super show. Right. So that, I don't really know if that's fair to, to, to sandwich that in the middle of those actual pay-per-view events. I'm just saying there's a lot going on there and granted now I can't remember if a title changed hands in Saudi Arabia. I want to say that it did. But obviously not a big one. Wasn't that where the steel cage match happened and like Lesnar and Yeah. The other guy. Let's did let's the thing. let's go back. We had John Cena versus Triple H. Uh-huh. We had a cruiserweight title match. Mm. Oh yeah, the Deleters of Worlds won the tag titles. Oh, okay. We had Jeff Hardy versus Jinder Mahal, Bludgeon Brothers versus the Usos. Oh, 
the ladder match was good. Seth Rollins running up the ladder to beat Finn Balor. Yeah, I mean, top. don't get me wrong. There'll be good wrestling on the show. They've got so many good wrestlers in the company. Of course, there's going to be good wrestlers. But it, yeah. I don't know. Overall, I didn't think that show was anything great. Well, let me read the card to you because the reason I want to bring up the Super Show is something happened this week in pro wrestling that is making a whole lot of people angry. And again, I think they're being a little angry for no reason because I think what a lot of this had to do with the Super Show. So you've got The Undertaker versus Triple H last time ever. They are making a very big deal about this. They had a whole bunch of Hall of Famers chiming in. Shawn Michaels is going to be on Raw next week to give his thoughts on the match. I really hope Shawn Michaels comes out to the ring with a microphone and his. they go, okay, Shawn Michaels is here to tell us his thoughts about Triple H versus The Undertaker. I hope he just takes that microphone and he goes, again? And walks to the back. That would be great. It would. We've got a tag match, but I don't think this is happening. John Cena was going to team with Bobby Lashley to take on Elias and Kevin Owens, except on Raw this week, Kevin Owens quit. Okay. So I don't know how that's going to happen. We've got Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. The winner becomes the number one contender. Why did Kevin Owens quit on Raw? Because he's just, ever since going to Raw, he's just had a really bad time, and nothing's going his way, and he's just done. Okay. So I believe this is, he's going to take some time off, and we'll come back with something or other, but... Uh, let's see. Ronda Rousey is teaming with the Bella Twins. What? To take on the Riot Squad. Okay, so something happens here to set up Rousey, Nikki Bella for Evolution? I'm assuming they will lose and Nikki and Be- Brie will turn on Ronda or something okay. like that. Great. So good. We've got AJ we've got AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. All right, that'll be good. And in the match that I think the title will change hands, Cedric Alexander, your cruiserweight champion, will take on Australia's own Buddy Murphy. Ah. So I have to imagine that the hometown boy will win in Australia. I mean, when you've got a big prestigious title like the cruiserweight title, you you really you really don't want to just willy nilly throw it on to the hometown hero. So no doubt. No doubt this has been very well thought out, highly planned, and I have no doubt it'll be the very successful and, and, and fulfilling conclusion to a riveting multi-month uh, feud. To be fair, they have been feuding for a while. I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> the only other match is The Shield. I don't know if you knew this, but they're back. Yeah, I knew they were back. We talked about how unexcited we were about that last week. Taking on the new team of Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, and Braun Strowman. Why? Oh, well, no, I guess I know why. Because the Shield would want to protect Roman, and Braun's got the briefcase. So, on Raw this past Monday, it was supposed to be Roman Reigns teaming with Braun Strowman to take on Ziggler and McIntyre. Braun and Roman were having a face-off. Ziggler and McIntyre interrupted. They made a tag match. And in that tag match, Braun refuses to tag in. Roman loses. And then the three of them beat up 
Roman, and as Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins come running out, beat them up too. So Raw ends with the three of them all raising arms in victory, and people are freaking out because you're turning Braun Strowman heel, even though he's the more popular guy, and this is just more further proof that they're just trying to push Roman, and they don't care what we think, and they hate us, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, there's truth to some of that, but they have also want the Shield to show up on this greatest show, so they needed three guys to wrestle him. They're not going to go with the Wyatt family, so now you've got Strowman, Ziggler, and McIntyre. And I imagine in a month, that won't be a team anymore, and Braun will be back to just beating up people. I will say, though, um, it is interesting that possibly two of the most over people on the roster have been turned heel. I'm talking about Braun Strowman and Becky Lynch. And what I think is interesting about that is, by and large, the Becky Lynch heel turn has been praised. At first, they were like, why would you do that? But a lot of people are getting on board with it because Becky's doing such a nice job and because people don't hate Charlotte in the same way they hate Roman Reigns. But Not yet. You know, but it's interesting. Well, true. She is a seven-time champion, Doc. Seven times she has now held that title. Well, you know. So. You got to inflate those numbers. Yeah. So... It's interesting. I don't know. I don't think I think people are making too big of a deal of it. But then again, I feel that way about just about everything. Uh, Do you know there are two Hell in a Cell matches? Do you know about that? I don't. But I'm hoping that one of them is Charlotte versus Becky. No, at least not yet. Maybe there will be more. One of them is Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. Okay. And the other one is Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. Look, okay, so, like, I get that, like, Randy Orton has had this obsession with Jeff Hardy's nuts for a little while, but, like, have they had a match yet? Uh, no. Are they just going straight to Hell in a Cell? Pretty much. Now, granted, I did not, I watched a brief bit of Raw, and I have not caught up on SmackDown yet, so for all I know, they did wrestle this week, so I'll Mm, check that. That's fair. I mean, I guess Jeff Hardy... I keep thinking about Jeff Hardy. Obviously, Matt Hardy's done, at least for now. I keep thinking about Jeff Hardy as well. I always sort of expected he would be the one uh, done due to physical limitations first. I, I, I just... Do you think he's getting near the end of his career? He realizes the things are... He sees how his brother is doing. He realizes yes. he's got aches and pains. Do you think he's just going to jump off of a hell in the cell and that's going to be the last time we see Jeff Hardy? I do think this that is more of it. Like, there's no reason for this to be a Hell in a Cell match unless you're doing it for the talents. So that right. could be it. Jeff could dive off the cell, and that's it. Like, this could be Jeff Hardy's last match until we get, inevitably, the Hardy Boys will team up one final time um, somewhere down the road. And win but, the tag team titles at WrestleMania? No, that already happened. Oh, uh, right. But... That could be it, but I do hope if we wind up not getting Charlotte and Becky in Hell in a Cell because we wanted to give it to Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton, as much as I try to promote positivity, there's very little I can find to be excited about with that. Like, Charlotte and Becky in Hell in a Cell would be amazing. I don't know. Like, again, like I said, I mean, Jeff Hardy can jump off of all sorts of things. Yeah, but I've seen that. And that could be turned, and then him jumping off of all sorts of things 
can be turned into an RKO out of nowhere, right? I, so, I mean, that's going to be mind-blowing. Uh, I've seen it. I've seen Jeff Hardy jump off of things, and I've seen Randy Orton hit the RKO. I, when there was a, a gif of, like, a blue whale jumping out, like, there was, like, a whale jumping out of the ocean, and they <laughs> put Randy in, like, I'm like, okay, I can't see. There's no better RKO than that. There, correct. There is not. That and the one where... At WrestleMania, and he like Seth Rollins like tried to do the stomp and jumped off of him, and then he caught him with the RKO. I'm like, just stop doing the move at this point. Yeah, if <laughs> you've hit, you've hit, you've reached the pinnacle, pretty much. Um, outside of that, I I don't have a huge amount to chat about. Uh, like I said, Kevin Owens. And yet has, somehow we're still 45 minutes into this show. Well, we spent a lot of time talking about being old and our jobs. So, I guess so. We do have emails, though. We only have two this week. I tried. I was a baker's dozen. Here's what I tried to do. I tried something. I was like, okay, maybe if I don't mention it, we wouldn't get an email from one of the three girls. Now, Danielle, I would love emails from her every week, and we do have one. But this Stephanie Beverly Bethany thing that really is making me question whether or not I want to keep doing this. Um... I was like, maybe if I don't say anything, they won't email. And sure enough, they did. I'd also like to point out they were the first email of the week. They were. Although we got something from Ross Foreman about a Cage interview, but we missed it. So we didn't get to hear from Cage. Uh, But yes, podcast at ddtwrestling.com is where you can send those emails if you choose to. And Doc's going to read the first one. Good afternoon from Amsterdam. Do you like, do you like Stephanie Van Dijak? After my photo shoot this week on the Koh Phi Phi Island in Thailand, I have had a hectic week. Next week is New York City Fashion Week, and as someone who will be staring, I have a lot of things I need to do, with my fall collection being released as well as the DDT Fan Festival in Melbourne. I am very exhausted. I have just modeled for a kettle company, too. I believe I can be as a big an icon as Marilyn Monroe. Therefore, I would like to invite Mitchell Monroe to come as my VIP guest to New York City Fashion Week. I would like to ask if you are related and what tips you have for me to improve my brand, being a sketch pad in crayons. Email next week your answer as to whether you want to come. Although the first day will have started, the rest of the week is available. We can share a hotel, all expenses paid. I'm not sure that Mrs. Monroe would yeah. be pleased with that. I think uh, I think Mitchell's wife's going to take issue with that, Mrs. Van Dijak. Now it is time for a drum roll, please. The Shoes Game, part two. After the success of the last game, I would like you both to relate the following shoes to wrestlers past or present. I'll get to the shoes in a second. Have fun or reveal plizer, as they say in Dooch. Mrs. Manson's question was, which food to bake in the Mrs. Manson Bake Off competition at the festival? Tot Zien's Stephanie Van Dyke. Available for bookings after NYC Fashion Week. Okay. To the shoes. So wrestlers, past or present, that you associate with, to begin, dress shoes. Urban R. Shyster. Same as what I was going to say. Next one, Crocs. Skinner, the alligator man. That's a good answer. Uh, 
Yeah, that's actually... Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a good answer. Thank you. All right. I, I uh, hate Chelsea every second boots. of this, but... What? I don't know what Chelsea boots are. Hold on, I'm looking them up. Ah. Do you know what they are? Uh, are they the boots that kind of have that, like, cloth material they between... They are. How do you know that? I'm smart. Okay. Yep, Chelsea boots. Yeah, okay. Um, so uh, a wrestler who has a soft part in the middle, Baron Corbin. He does, doesn't he? Slip-ons. <laughs> Titus. <laughs> uh, the funny thing is I could also see Bray Wyatt wrestling in some uh, nice loafers, but but yeah, slip-ons, it's, it's too perfect. Yeah. Uh, Oxford's. The genius. Hmm. Okay. I still right. don't know what those are either. I'm very non-shoe literate, apparently. Oxfords are sort of like your traditional dress shoe. Um, oh. The Mean Street Posse, then. Yeah. All right. Uh, ballerinas. I'm going to go with Summer Ray just because she was sure. Fandango's dance Good. partner for so long. That's the correct answer. Or Lana. Yeah, there you go. Um, combat Boots. Oh, what was the name of the Truth Commission? The Truth Which Commission. Which was Kurgan and Sniper and Recon, and they were military guys. That's pretty good. I was going to say the Nation of Domination, but that's that pretty works good. too. Uh, and then finally we have Hiking Boots. Hmm. I'm going to go with Man Mountain Rock just because there's a mountain in his name. Done. Sold. <laughs> Thank you, Stephanie Van Dyke. It is a better game than I, because I was like, man, I don't want to do this again. And then as soon as I saw them, I was like, oh, well, this guy and this guy and this guy. So it right. is fun, isn't it? It is. And I love that you just have ones that come right off the top of your head. It would take me a minute to 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 think of these things. Um, but but you are right there. Come on, thank um, you. I, I was going to say also for Crocs. It's not a wrestler, but Miranda Sings immediately comes to my mind. I go with Mario Batali because he was famous for Orange yes, Crocs before he, he became was. famous for other things. True. All Damn right. It, Mario. Our uh, final email of the week comes from Danielle. Do you want me to read this one because it's long? By all means. Hello. Hello. A couple of weeks ago, the question was brought up about arcade games. While I mainly grew up with console games, I did occasionally play Pac-Man or any pinball games at the local Mr. Gotti's Pizza restaurant that closed over ten years ago. Uh, she's killing me, DC. Why? She has embedded Pizza. parentheticals, but only one closing parenthetical. That's correct. I did notice that, but I didn't know that was... It's killing me. ...a bugaboo. For video games, I still have a Nintendo 64 that my grandpa claimants is still supposed to be returned to Blockbuster. <laughs> There's only one Blockbuster left, so you better get used, you better get on that. Personal favorite games are Lego Racing and Smash Brothers. I'm still going to try to convince my family to let me have the N64 and all 10 games for the holidays. I did buy a wrestling video game recently. Fire Pro? I did. Yeah, you are gonna love that. I just have this feeling. I, I'm, uh, I'm a little, I'm a little worried. I'm not gonna go to work anymore. <laughs> the more I read about it, the more I'm like, <sighs> this is my life. DC, you mentioned Star Trek last week, which made me think of a question. Two weeks ago, I wrapped up the final season of the original Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Not entirely sure which show I should watch next: Enterprise or Next Generation. Next Generation. 
Yeah. Next Generation is, I think Enterprise does kind of go in between. Yeah, I think so. I would watch it chronologically in terms of when the shows came out, not in terms of the chronology of uh, the timeline. Starfleet. Yeah, I agree. And also, honestly, I don't know. Obviously, it's a big thing, original series or Next Generation. But, I mean, I, I myself, I think maybe I lean a little bit towards you know the original series. Yeah. But at the same time, it's hard to argue that the peak of Star Trek is not the Next Generation. Yeah. Uh, I'm going through watching them, and I, I'm saying to myself now, as I said before, after this, I'll try Deep Space Nine. And I'm not sure that I'm going to do it. If you do, I... Like, I have a feeling you'll watch a few episodes. That's kind of it. I might be like, all right, what are the big episodes to watch? And then I'll watch those. Honestly, I've tried Deep Space Nine and I've tried Voyager and neither one of those shows really did it for me. Yeah. Also, Shocktober is approaching. And there's a lot of various horror movies I haven't seen. Would love to be given some ideas. I also have Hulu. I also only have Hulu. So that tosses out most movies that are on Netflix. Yeah. For starters, I haven't read any Stephen King or watched any of his movies. Stop right there. You haven't read any Stephen King or watched any of his movies. I don't even want to touch the movies. Doc Manson, what would you consider to be the core three or four books if someone is being introduced to Stephen King? That's like impossible to answer. Wait, wait, like, hold on. Let's stop for a second. Let's stop for a second. Do you remember when Glenn told us we should make a list of something? And then we ended the show being like, yeah, we'll have to think about it. Oh, yeah, it was sci-fi characters. Yeah, you ready with that list? Uh, no, the answer is no. Robocop? Because <laughs> I've given it no thought. i got to write That's that down. That's a callback, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I will write it down, Glenn. Uh, but you know us well, because you were like, unless we forget. And I was like, of course we won't forget. This is too good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But okay. Wait. Before I answer your question about the three or four Stephen King books, have sure. you read any Stephen King books? Yes. Really? Which ones? Um, I'm gonna answer all the ones that aren't horror. So I've read Different Seasons, which includes Shawshank and Apt yep. Pupil and The Body. I've read The Green Mile. Mm-hmm. And actually, I've read Cell. Okay. And I've read Under the Dome. Under the Dome. Okay. All right. Those I are pretty good books. Like any um, of, I don't think Cujo or The Shining or any of the like Carrie. I didn't read any of those. Okay, I mean, if you want to go for, to me, some of the quintessential Stephen King, um, you've already. I mean, some of the early works, honestly, are ones that I would definitely read. Like I would read Carrie, his first novel, because it's a short read and it's intense and like it, it goes very quickly. It's very good. Um, so I would, I would definitely recommend Carrie, um, his other early works. I think his second book was Salem's lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's a bit of a slog to get through. I don't know if I would highly recommend it. Uh, but then he follows that up with the shining and the shining is phenomenal. So I would definitely read that. Um, now I said, I was going to do a highlight reel though. Um, I really, really like it. I think it is good. There's parts of it that do not age well, but I think if you are willing to accept it as a product of the time in which it was written, I think it's a phenomenal book. Um, the Dark Tower is also amazing. I would say at least the first three novels in that seven-book uh, series I think are very, very good. Um, the Stand is probably quintessential Stephen King. 
Uh, you probably should not miss that for sure. Uh, and of his later works, yeah, Under the Dome is good. Yep. Desperation I enjoyed quite a bit. Desperation is kind of interesting because it's a, it's an it's one of his older or I say older works. But of course, it's probably from 15 years ago at this point. But it felt a lot like an early Stephen King book, but one that he had written, you know, obviously much later in his career. So it was it was really an interesting sort of thing in terms of that tone and style. But it I, I like I think Desperation was very 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 good. Um, Misery, oh yeah, read Misery. Misery is so good. Like that movie also is so good. But well, and that's it. Like I think you need to get a pretty good foundation, and and you could always read a book, watch the movie. And again, Danielle, I you know I don't know about the libraries in your thing, but most local libraries have a video collection, and some of them are pretty extensive. Like you don't need to pay for Netflix. Go to your local library and just check out some of the movies. You do it for free. You can watch whatever you want. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say it though. You can skip the Tommy Knockers. That makes sense. Isn't that a movie with Michael J. Fox? Isn't he in that movie? I don't. There is a movie, but I don't think he's in it. Um, oh, oh, Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher is excellent also. I like Dreamcatcher a lot. Um, anyways, it pretty much throw a dart and any Stephen King book that comes up is pretty good. There was a miniseries, the Tommyknockers miniseries. Jimmy Smits was in it. Okay. But, right. but, but not Michael J. Fox. I don't know where that came from. Um, and in terms of movies, like I would go with some of the movies that were he 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 um he worked in conjunction with horror with a horror director who's who's famous uh, George Romero. George Romero obviously is famous for the the Living Dead series, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, uh, Day of the Dead, etc. Um, so the guy who really got the modern concept of zombies uh, across in mainstream culture. Uh, he did a series of anthology movies with Stephen King called Creep Show, uh, yep. and there's a second one, Creep Show too. Those movies are excellent. Um, and then, if you're curious, Stephen King once directed a movie once and only once. It's called Maximum Overdrive. I think that might be Emilio Estevez in that. It's terrible, but oh, oh so good. I was gonna say. You had me with Emilio. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's right, though. No, it is. Oh, that movie is so bad. And also featuring Yeardley Smith, who is the voice of Lisa Simpson. There you go. So uh, that uh, movie is something. The movie I was thinking of, Michael J. Fox was in The Frighteners. Did you see The Frighteners? Oh, yeah, The Frighteners. That's a Peter Jackson movie. It is. Peter Jackson, who would go on to direct The Lord of the Rings. I'm telling you, you know so much about horror movies. You really should be doing more with this. It's almost just, like I should start a podcast. You should. It's almost like a horror movie podcast should happen. Hmm. I don't know, man. Kind of sounds scary. All right. So there you go, Danielle. Uh, continuing. I'm wanting to save those movies till after I've read the books. Thank you. Speaking of authors that I'm not familiar with, I'm just now reading my first James Patterson book that was released in June. The President is Missing with Bill Clinton. You can just stop uh, I've right there. I've never read James Patterson. I've tried reading some James Patterson. Uh, I, I'm not a fan. Not for you? No, nah, not for Tabling me. Tabling all future questions for next week and later, later episodes. Pumpkin Spices back, baby. Danielle. P.S. Next week, I plan on emailing you guys about the personal fun story I associate with when it comes to PSL, 
pumpkin spice lattes, and random drinks to try with pumpkin spice. Now, you realize that because Doc probably won't be having a lot of pumpkin spice, you are just twisting the knife by bringing it up. Well, here's the thing. I want you to answer this, Daniel. I need you to get... I need you to get into those recipe cards again. <laughs> and maybe you've actually, maybe you've answered this one before. I feel like I've asked it before. But is there any pumpkin in the pumpkin spice flavoring? Because if there's not, oh, I'm going to go hog wild. I think you should. I think you should. Um, what's your piece of positivity, Doc, as we head into all-in weekend? I mean, you stole it. I guess it's all in, right? My piece of positivity is we we sat down, started talking about a show that I really wasn't even thinking about, not on the radar. Yes, our the DDT affiliates, the New Age Insiders, are out there in Chicago, but it wasn't really on my radar. But somehow, just in talking about and thinking about it, even just a little bit, I'm suddenly like, man, I don't want to spend $40 on this, but maybe I should. I will spend $20 on it if I can watch it, if I don't have to watch it at night. So if I can come over on Sunday or Monday, although you probably have to work Monday, I have Monday off. But, you know, I know you usually have family obligations on Sunday, but I'm just saying. Hmm. It's on hmm. the table. All right. Or you call GQ and the Arsacist and Rachel. I doubt, and- I doubt they're available. All right. Just to throw it out there. Uh, yeah, it's a great weekend for wrestling because we're excited about something that's happening in the United States, but that isn't WWE. That doesn't always happen. Um, and I will go for not to pile onto that. Let me pick my own piece of positivity. Let's see here. Hmm. You're stumped. I'm a little stumped. Again, I didn't watch a lot of wrestling this week. Andrade Almas wrestled Daniel Bryan in what was supposed to be. We had two great matches. We had Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins, which I did see and was excellent, as you would expect. And then Kevin Owens quit. Um, And then apparently Andrade Almas and Daniel Bryan had a great match on SmackDown. So the fact that each week on Raw and SmackDown, there is usually at least one really great matchup, I think is a good thing. Yeah, that's great. Anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that good night? If you'd like to send us an email, you can do so by sending it to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. If you'd like to listen to the rest of the episodes of this show, you can go to ddtpod.com. And once again, if you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, and how could you, you can go on over to patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling to help support the wacky oral antics that DC and I get up to on a weekly basis. Send us some shekels. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I hope you enjoy your all-in weekend. And until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie?